It's Pastor Michael E. Tan. I'm the senior pastor of the Bethlehem Baptist Church in Pauls Valley, Oklahoma. We're at 311 North Dunbar, 55 miles south of Oklahoma City. We want to welcome you to today's program. Today you're going to be listening to a word either from myself, my lovely wife Kimberly E. Tan, or associate minister at Bethlehem, or a teacher. But before we get into word today, we just want to welcome those who are listening throughout our MySpace page at www.myspace.com backslash Pastor Michael Eaton. That's E-A-T-O-N. Maybe listening through our church website at www.heargodsword at Bethlehem.com or podcast of the same name, Hear God's Word at Bethlehem or through our Women of Divine Faith or other ministries all on the internet. Now, let's get into the word. Father, we thank you. We praise you. We glorify you in holy name. In Jesus' name, amen. And praise the Lord. Amen. And praise the Lord. We are forever carrying this vision vision of the church is we believe that God has called us to build the the outside of it and the inside of it. I've always challenged us to move in before we get in. To move in before we get in. Can you imagine walking through those doors? Can you ladies imagine the beautiful restroom that's right up there, right on the left side of the foyer? Can you imagine? I'm I'm already moving my stuff in. I got my my office has been rearranged in there. And I said, Lord, is that the way you want me to arrange it in the new building? <laughs> but uh, and we challenge and encourage every member to get on board. $15 a month. Hello, somebody. If everyone uh, paid, uh, yeah, that $30 a month. I'm sorry. What a, I gave you a break, didn't I? <laughs> <laughs> well, we're paying about eight dollars a month, so maybe the Lord is <laughs> trying to get us up in increments. <laughs> but uh, if we all could just do that, thirty dollars a month—that's a note payment. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. Amen. Amen. This year, we're making him known. Bethlehem. That sounds good. This month, we want to make him known through salvation as we've been standing on this word all month long. Psalm chapter 28, verse 8. The Lord is the strength of his people, a fortress of salvation for his anointed one, for his anointed one. And this morning, we're going to look at a word entitled waiting for salvation, waiting for salvation. In Psalms 119 Uh, 165 through 167, and uh, we're going to read this out loud at the same time. Would you please stand in reverence to the word of God, stand symbolically saying that I will stand on the word of God. It's two slides. It's the NIV. Let's read this out loud at the same time on three. One, two, three. Amen. You may be seated in the household of the Lord. We're going to be looking at on around three points as the Holy Spirit gives us utterance. We're going to talk about the peace of the standards. We're going to talk about the patience of salvation. We're going to talk about the performance of the statue. And we want Christians to know this morning that Christians should wait on God for their salvation. Christians should wait on God for their salvation as we are preaching, teaching a message entitled Waiting for Salvation. Waiting for Salvation. Psalms 119 is a classic psalm. It's classic because if you look at it in the original language, it goes through the Hebrew letters of the Bible, each letter at a time. Uh, Modern day terms is an acronym and 
most of it talks about the love of God's word, the love of God's statutes. And uh, it is a portrayal of a man who who seems to be in love with the God that he serves as well as in love with the word of God. In love with the God that he serves as well as the word of God himself. Just like most of us were in love with our mates when it first started out and we loved every word they had to say. We hung on it so much that some of us uh, oh, would speak to our mates all night long uh, on the phone. Uh, we loved them so much and we loved their words so much that we'd fall asleep on the phone, wake up the next morning. Hello, somebody. Oh, y'all ain't ever been that in love, have you? <laughs> fast forward it. Oh, we're going to leave it where it is. We're going to fast forward it. <laughs> Some people are married to people that they don't love the words that they say no longer. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. They don't talk the way they used to talk. Hello, somebody. They don't hang on the words the way that they used to. And they are guilty of what the book of Revelation says. You're guilty of, uh, of losing your first love. Hello, somebody. How can I love God and not love his word? Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. And that's what this psalm is all about. Is a man is love and love with his God and in love with the word of his God. Hanging on every word, sopping it up like a biscuit. Hello, somebody. Because he loves God so much. But in the midst of this love letter, uh, we want to share just a little inkling of the waiting for salvation. For the text under the peace of the standard says in 165, Great peace have those who love your law, and nothing can make them stumble. Great peace are those who love your law. Hello, somebody. If you come here today, God is wanting to challenge you to wait for him. And the only way that you're going to be able to wait is that you've got to have great peace. You have to have great peace. When everything is falling down within your life, you still can have great peace. As a matter of fact, the harder your life becomes in this life, uh, you just don't need peace. You need great peace. Hello, somebody. The more troubles and trials that you have to go through, you just don't need peace. You need uh, great peace. And the Bible here this morning is challenging us this morning. If we want to have the peace of the standard, we've got to tie into the word of God. And we have to all stand on his word and uh, uh, day and night. Uh, because God says this morning for somebody that you can have uh, great peace. Uh, somebody here today say, preacher, how will you know if you have great peace? The first way that you know is that you're love his law hello somebody do you love his law or in modern day terms do you love his word hello somebody many of us don't have great peace this morning because we don't love his word and it's evident all oh, by the things that we do throughout the week all oh, throughout the week we don't open up the word of God throughout the week we open up the newspaper throughout the week we open up the television by pushing the power button on a daily basis throughout the week oh we miss Sunday school because we don't love his word hello somebody that's why we're challenging leaders of the church is that oh you need to love his word and if you love his word there's certain places that you'll be on a daily basis now in the first place that you'll be is in prayer and the second place will be 
me in his words because you don't even know what to pray about if you don't know what he said. Hello, somebody. Let me say it again. You don't even know what to pray about if you don't know what he said. Oh, and sometimes you'll be facing certain tribulations Oh, it's certain trials, and you got to know his words. When you're broke, oh, you better know his word. His word says that he owns a cattle on a thousand hills. Oh, and that he has the power to open up the floodgates of heaven, the NIV says, and to pour out blessings. You see, you need to know his words. Oh, before you can pray, because you can pray, Lord, oh, I need you to have a barbecue on my behalf. For your word says, Lord, that you own a cattle on a thousand hills. Oh, Father, we need you, Lord, to open those windows of heaven, Father, because we've tried you. We've given our tenth part. We've given our offerings and our tithes. And as a result, Lord, we can stand on your word. And your word says in the old King James that you can open the windows of heaven and pour out a blessing. In NIV, it says, Oh, that you're able to open the floodgates of heaven and let it rain, Father. Oh, you don't know how to pray unless you get in this word. Say to your neighbor, neighbor, oh, neighbor, get in this word. Get in this word. Oh, because you won't have great peace if you don't love his law. You won't have great peace. Oh, if you don't love his word, say to your neighbor, neighbor, oh, neighbor. Fall in love with his word. With his word. And this is the peace of the standard. <laughs> because it says after that, and nothing can make them what? Stumble. Hello, somebody. Nothing can make them stumble. Hello, somebody. Have you ever been in a fight? Hello, somebody. Have you ever been hit in a fight? Hello, somebody. Back in my day, one of the ways that you, and I'm not trying to give out any fighting rules. <laughs> I'm not trying to teach this. Back in my day, if you want to win the fight, you, you get the first lick in. Hello, somebody. We call that being stole. Got, they got stole. Hello, somebody. One day... Oh, a friend of mine got stole. And usually the fight was over, but uh, this friend, well, guess what he did? He shook it off. Hello, somebody. <laughs> and he commenced uh, whooping. <laughs> he got stole, but he didn't stumble. Hello, somebody. This last week, uh, oh, dare I say the devil stole you. Hello, somebody. And the question on the floor is, did you stumble? Hello, somebody. Because if you stumble, that means that you didn't have this great peace. If you stumble, that means that you didn't have the love for the law. If you stumble, ask your neighbor, neighbor, oh, neighbor, did you stumble? Hello, somebody. Because that's his job is to kill, steal, and destroy. And that's what he does. And every day if you're a Christian, if you're not on God, even sometimes if you're on God, he will steal you. Hello, somebody. He'll hit you in a place that you weren't prepared to be hit. Oh, he'll use that person to dial up your numbers and your answer. Hello, somebody. Have you ever been there? That's them loved ones that are you, uh, oh, and the devil used them to steal you. Hello, somebody. Oh, and what do you do when you get stole? Hello, somebody. The Bible says, uh, oh, like my friend, that you don't have to stumble. Oh, all you have to do uh, is stand on his words. Uh, all you have to do uh, is stand on great peace. Uh, and when you stand on his word and you stand on great peace, uh, that means that you cannot stumble. Hello, somebody. Oh, last Sunday talked about being unshakable. Hello, somebody. Now, this Sunday he's talking about being unstumbleable. If I think I just made a word.
word up. Uh, oh. <laughs> but that's what the word says. Is there anybody here stumbling? God's trying to get you to snap out of it. And worse yet, is there anybody here that's done backslidden? Hello, somebody. You know, the devil hits you so hard that you decide to go back to your old ways. Hello, somebody. Come here, Peter, and testify about that Sunday school lesson. Oh, Peter, what happened to you? Oh, the Lord told me, oh, to my face that I would oh, deny him three times. And I called him everything but a lie. Oh, but some circumstance happened. The devil stole me. Really, the devil stole my Lord and I didn't know how to handle it. I didn't know how to make it through. So I got to discourage. Jesus wanted me to be fishers of men, but I went back to my old occupation. And when I went back to my old occupation, Jesus showed up and had to teach me a lesson about love. He had to teach me a lesson. Oh, and he posed the question, if I loved him and I was so real with him I had to let him know no Jesus I don't love you I just like you hello somebody oh but God rushed down oh and asked him a last part and rushed down to his level and said the last time that a word oh Peter do you like me and met him on his level and he turned him around oh because Peter had stumbled oh that same Peter to which he said oh, what's on this rock or Jesus called him Cephas then called him his old name hello somebody oh God is calling somebody their old name this morning says Cephas oh why are you stumbling Cephas why do you have no peace Cephas why have you left my word behind Cephas oh you said in public when you testified when everything was going right when everything was going good oh you can testify for me but when all hell broke loose. You lost your testimony. Oh Cephas, why are you stumbling? Jesus in Sunday school showed up for us Cephas is in the house who have stumbled but I'm so glad oh I said I'm so glad that Jesus shows up in my life and he gets me right in Jesus name. Last week I did stumble but thank you Jesus for putting me back on my solid two feet. Thank you, Jesus, for changing my name back. Oh, to Peter. Oh, instead of Pebble. Hello, somebody. Is there anybody here? Oh, let's go ahead and give God a hand clap of praise. Up in here, up in here. Oh, I stumble, but it's not because of God, it's because of me. God says in his word that I can have great peace right now, regardless of what I'm going through. God says, oh, through his words, that if I love his law, that, that nothing can make them a stumble. Hello, somebody. First John 2 and 10 says this. Whoever loves his brother's life in the light and there is nothing in him to make him stumble. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. Do you love your brother today? Hello, somebody. See, that's why you're stumbling. Hello, somebody. You don't love your brother. Hello, somebody. You can't stand being in the same building as your brother. You sit on the opposite side as your brother or your sister. Hello, somebody. Oh, whenever there's dissension within the household of the Lord. Oh, there's people who are stumbling. Hello, somebody. Let me say that again. Whenever you can't love me for me. Hello, somebody. Oh, then there's stumbling that's going on in the household of the Lord. One of the ways, whether you know you have true Christianity, is how you love your brother and your sister. Hello, somebody. Jesus said, well, how can you love me who you have not seen, but you cannot love your who, your brother who you, who you've seen. Hello, somebody. That's something holy about me. Hello, somebody. I'm made in his image. 
Hello, somebody. If you don't want to stumble, love your brother. Hello, somebody. If you don't want to stumble, love your sister. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. The peace of the standard. The peace of the standard. Not only that, but there's patience for salvation. Hello, somebody. The word says, I wait for your salvation, Lord. And I will follow your commands. I, what, what, what? I wait for your salvation. And I will follow your commands. You see, some of us, the reason why um, we can't wait on the Lord is because we don't follow his word. Let me say that again. Let me say that. Let me say that again. Some of you missed it. The reason why some of us can't wait on the Lord is because we don't follow his command. That's Christian singles who are waiting for God to deliver them a mate. But yet they don't follow his command and they go out with any Jimmy, John, John, Joe who don't love the Lord, don't go to church. Who testing you. Now don't the Bible say you ain't supposed to be going out with a man who don't love the Lord. But you so in love with love. Hello somebody. You can't be by yourself. You so lonely and alone. Oh that you disobey God's word. Hello somebody. And you can't wait on him. Hello somebody. You, you settle for Mr. Right Now or Mrs. Right Now. You know the relationship don't have no future to it, but you're compromised. Oh, and then you end up uh, trying to go with Mr. Mr. Joe Blow that's just a little bit better. Hello, somebody, because you just don't want to be alone. Hello, somebody. That ain't how you wait on the Lord. That ain't how to wait on the Lord. You have to obey his commands to wait on the Lord, because if not, you'll, you'll look silly in your faith. A good illustration of that is a man who, um, like this great storm that's about to hit in up in the New York area, this big storm like that was coming, and they they told this man uh, that the, the, the sheriff came by his house, knocked on the door, and said, "This storm is coming. It's it's going to be a flood, and it's going to be real bad, and you need to leave your house and and come with us to safety." Uh, but the man said, I'm not going to go with you, Sheriff. I'm going to stay here and I'm going to wait on the Lord. And then the flood began to come up to uh, to half of his house. And he went up to the second story of his house and looked out the window. And there was, was a man in the boat saying, come on, man, the flood is supposed to get worse. Get on in the boat so we can take you to safety. And uh, the man said, I'm not going anywhere with you because I'm waiting on the Lord. Oh, the flood got worse so bad that the man had to uh, get out of his house, swim to the top of the roof and uh, a helicopter came uh, and the helicopter uh, on the loud system said uh, we're going to lower down a ladder and you need to climb on this ladder and uh, get on the ladder and the man on the rooftop uh, waved him away and said go on I'm waiting on the Lord hello somebody needless to say the man drowned. <laughs> the man drowned and he got to heaven and he was mad and upset with God and he said, Lord, Lord, oh, I was waiting on you. I was waiting on you, Lord. Why didn't you save me? Lord said, Son, I, I set the sheriff by your house. Son, I sent the man in the boat by your house. Son, I even sent the helicopter <laughs> to pick you up. Somebody. <laughs> Being a Christian doesn't make you stupid. Hello, somebody. 
Hello, somebody. And if you're going to wait on the Lord, you've got to know his commands. Hello, somebody. The Bible says of a Christian to be wise as a serpent, but innocent as a dove. And many of us become so heavenly minded that we're no earthly good. Hello, somebody. God, when you wait on the Lord, oh, it's going to be something that's practical that's going to come your way. And if it's not practical or not according to his word, guess what? The Lord didn't send it. Hello, somebody. Oh, if you got to be blessed by Mr. Gangbanger, hello, somebody, then maybe that money's not from the Lord. If you have to be on a pole to make some money, maybe that's not from the Lord. Hello, somebody! Hello, somebody. Better wait on a legal job. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. You got to follow his commands if you're waiting on him. Hello, somebody. Don't try to take things in your own hands. That's why you mess up. Hello, somebody. You, you, you're not waiting on him if you're compromising God's words. Uh, uh, what you're doing, dating an unbeliever, the Bible says, be not equally yoked together with an unbeliever. What fellowship does light and darkness have with one another? None whatsoever. Where light is, darkness cannot exist. Hello, somebody. But yet, oh, you singing in the choir, but going with Mr. Devil Man. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. Somebody's married in a difficult situation. The Lord tried to warn you. Hello, somebody. But you were in love and you decided to, to, to marry her or to marry him. And now you asking the Lord, Lord, deliver me. Hello, somebody. Lord, help me. Lord, Lord, Lord. Hello, somebody. But you done got married and the word of God, his command say, oh, he doesn't uh, uh, support, uh, guess what, divorce. Hello, somebody. There's only two biblical reasons to be divorced. Uh, and one of them is to be raptured. No, not raptured, but to die. <laughs> Hello, somebody. And the other one is what? Adultery. And then even then the Bible does not command you to do that. You have an option to do that. Right. Hello, somebody. And you want to, oh, you want to take things in your own hand. I can't take it no more, preacher. You don't know what he's doing with the money. You don't know. Oh! Hello, somebody. It's time for you to wait on the Lord. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. Now, don't take it in your own hands and go and file for the divorce. No, it's time to wait on the Lord and follow his commands. Hello, it's time for you to respect him. Hello, somebody. I can't respect a man that won't pay no bills. Well, he didn't have a job before you met him anyway. Hello, somebody. (laughs) Hello, somebody. Didn't have a good work history before you met him. Hello, somebody. He, he said, well, you asked him when he was mad, when he, before you were dating, what you do for a living? Oh, I'm just between jobs right now. <laughs> Hello, somebody. <laughs> you want to wait on the Lord? You've got to obey God's word. You've got to obey his command. You've got to stay in the right position while you wait. Hello, somebody. That's what we mess up. We mess up. We call ourselves waiting on the Lord, but we're not in the right position. And the right position is to obey his word. We're waiting on the Lord to bless us financially, but we won't tithe. Hello, somebody. You're in the wrong position. Call yourself waiting on the Lord, but you won't tithe, give a tip or a dime on a dollar. Hello, somebody. That ain't much, is it? Hello, somebody. It ain't much. You, you, you want us to build a building and you're up in here saying, well, preacher, we're just going to wait on the Lord. You're waiting, but you're in the wrong position. You, you can't get $30 a month. Hello, somebody. That's a dollar a day. Hello, somebody. A dollar a day. Is this not worth a dollar a day? Come on, somebody. 
I, I was talking to our committee. I said, what? if folk can't give a dollar a day, you think the Lord's going to show up and show out? We ain't even waiting for him. Hello, somebody. You, you, you begin to give and get in the right position and then wait on the Lord. Hello, somebody. Say to your neighbor, neighbor, oh, neighbor, get in the right position for the Lord to move in Jesus' name. If you want the Lord to move with this building, we got to get in the right position. We've got to at least give our dollar a day. Come on now. Is that much? What was the average that we were giving? Eight dollars and what? 62 cents. Hello, somebody. How much is that in a day for a month? How much is that a day? Divided by 30, what? <laughs> I'm talking about if we break it down, $8 and something by a day. About 28 cents. Hello, somebody. Are we waiting on the Lord? 38 cents a day? Is that waiting on the Lord? Oh, yeah, you can't buy bubble gum. You can't buy nothing. <laughs> Back in some of y'all days, that 30, 30 something cents when you were kids probably went a long way. But I'm here to tell you in 2012, what? It ain't going nowhere. Be lucky if that paid the taxes on your purchase. <laughs> Hello, somebody. And you're going to pay Uncle Sam. Hello, somebody. But this psalmist says, I'm going to pace I, I, the paces of salvation. Said, I wait for your salvation, Lord. And this is how I wait. And I follow your commands. Hello, somebody. You can't wait on the Lord not following his commands. Hello, somebody. Care what the TV preachers say. They tell you all kind of crazy stuff. But Lamentations 3, 25 and through 26 says the Lord is good to those who depend on him, to those who search for him. So it is good to what? Wait quietly for the salvation of the Lord. Is there somebody that wants to do something good? Is there somebody that needs God to work? Is there somebody that needs God's salvation? Well, if you want it, salvation. You've got to obey his word. Hello somebody. There's a blessing in obedience. Hello somebody. Say to your neighbor. Neighbor. Oh neighbor. There's a blessing in obedience in Jesus name. Which leads us to our last point. At least I keep us too long. The performance of statue. This is what he said. That old word I obeyed your what? Statutes. For what? I love them greatly. Wow. One of the ways you want to know whether you love God is what you do with his word. Hello, somebody. Let, let me say, let me, one of the ways that you know that you love God is obedience. Yeah, that's what the text said. The Bible says, if you love me, you're, you're going to obey me. That's no way to be around, good around it, get around it. That's why I, I like to say in some families, you, you think that Mama Nim had a favorite. You know, you think that Mama Nim had a favorite. Because Mama Nim, you say, always favored one over the other. Now, this may not be the case. Mama, Mama may not have been right. But in a lot of cases, um, I just, I'll just say in my family, my family, um, one of the things I was blessed by Mama is, I, is, is why I was blessed by Mama because I did everything Mama said to do. Hello, somebody. You see, and the only thing wrong with, with, my, with that. And why I say I was no better than my sister 
is that I was one of them crafty ones. I, not that I was just fully obedient. I just didn't see, let mama see me do something wrong. <laughs> Hello, somebody. You know, I used to curse. I used to curse like a sailor. I used to curse. I used to curse like a sailor. Boy, if my mama would have ever heard me curse, ooh, wee. She probably would have stomped a mud hole in me. <laughs> but, but, but I didn't do it around mama. I was obedient uh, when I was with my mama. And, and, and it may have appeared that she maybe favored me as, as opposed to my sister who did back in that day. She's a lot better nowadays. She's a, a holy woman of God now. But back in that day, she, she was what would be called the black sheep of the family. Hello, somebody. But, but mama didn't love me more. She really didn't love me more. I was just more obedient. Hello, somebody. And one of the ways that I, that I was blessed by her is I, I was with her. I, I went with her. When it was time to go shopping, I went with mama. I was with her. I had a relationship with her. And, and, and I knew when mama got paid, that was the best day. You see, we weren't that rich. We weren't that rich. Hello, somebody. But there was one day called payday. <laughs> you rich folk don't know nothing about payday. You have the money in your bank all the time now. But there was a good day called payday. And if you were close, and obedient you could be blessed hello somebody hello somebody and that's what the Lord is saying today but except the Lord uh, he knows all your ways hello somebody oh mama didn't hear you curse but the God heard every word hello somebody and he, he hears every word that's why your faking and shaking on Sunday morning don't mean nothing to him cause you look holy right now you're dressed holy right now you have a holy position right now and it looks like you're right but when you leave this place hello somebody hello somebody you're not obedient to the word of God and that's why you can't be blessed that's why a lot, a lot of, we can't be blessed as a church is we a lot of us are, are playing spiritual games hello somebody you, you're playing and you may come from a family of people who played religious games hello somebody Hello, somebody. They, they weren't right, but they came to the church every Sunday morning. Hello, somebody. And it gave you a bad example of what Christianity is. But God is trying to flip the script and change all that and to make you real. Hello, somebody. And the only way that you're going to become truly real is that you've got to obey. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. That's, that's what the psalmist says. He says, I obey your statutes and what? And I love them greatly. Wow. Have you ever been in love with the word of God? And one of the ways that you know is that you obey the word of God. There's some things that you won't do because it's against the word of God. Regardless of who around you is doing it. Hello, somebody. We have a lot of preachers playing spiritual games. That's why I don't have a lot of, a lot of preacher friends because I, I can't stand hypocrites. Never could. Hello, somebody. Never could. And we got some, 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 some of what that play was. That was in Lawton Pulpit Pimps. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. No, no, no this is real to me. Hello, somebody. I don't care what they're doing. I don't even care what they've done in the past. Some folk like to tell you about a preacher's past. Hello, somebody. I don't need to know all that mess. Hello, somebody. It ain't encouraging me. Hello, somebody. Tell, some, tell me something that encourages me. Hello, somebody. But we've got to be a people even if the world is doing it. And really the world is doing different than the word of God. And the politicians are, 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 are either doing different or saying different. Hello, somebody. But I'm sorry, I don't care who you are. If your stance is different than the word of God, then we're going to have to holler at you. Hello, somebody. 
And I said before, don't take me as a Democrat or a Republican. My, my God, don't ride the back of a donkey or an elephant. Hello, somebody. And if I elect you into office, I'm trying to elect somebody that have my biblical worldview. Hello, somebody. That's my right to vote. Hello, somebody. And I have to choose a lot of times in politics is the, the, the best other words, hello somebody. <laughs> hello somebody. I don't get upset and say I'm not gonna vote. Hello somebody. No, no, no. That's ignorant. That's ignorant. That's childish. Hello somebody. Uh, our people went through too much to get this right to. Vote. Some folk died to get this right to vote. So uh, I can't do nothing. Hello somebody. Hello somebody. Hello somebody. Hello somebody. But the thing that I do is try to get somebody in there that uh, is the closest to the word of God. And the only way I'm going to know that is to actually know the word of God. Hello, somebody. Uh, What is your political stance on abortion? Hello, somebody. And if you don't know the word of God, it can become very controversial. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. Well, my Bible says I shall not kill. Hello, somebody. My Bible even says if I think about killing somebody in my mind, it's what? Murder in my mind. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. So I'm going to try to get somebody who, who, who believes in the right to life. Hello, somebody. Oh, what does the word of God say? Oh, about homosexuality. It's not that controversial. Hello, somebody. But then while you are uh, uh, thumbing down the homosexual, now don't forget about the adulterer. Hello, somebody. <laughs> Hello, somebody. And you church folk, don't forget about most of them folk that's playing your organ and singing in your choir. Hello, somebody. <laughs> Hello, somebody. Got to obey the word of God. You got to know what it says so you know how to vote. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. But one of the ways that you know is you obey. It amazes me how there are a whole lot of folk that may know more in the Bible about, more than I know because they've probably been living long. But it amazes me that how God gives you wisdom when you obey. Hello, somebody. And when you obey the word, it's like you confound even some of these professors. You, 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 and you preach and teach with authority when you obey. Hello, somebody. Can we perform the statues, church? Can we obey his word? Can we get serious about the things of God? Can, can, can we, you see, when, when, you, when you obey and you love them greatly, you want to be in places where you can get it. And I go across this country. Oh, and I tell them, hey, we got one of the best Sunday school teachers on planet earth. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. Go, go ahead and give God a hand clap of praise. We have one of the best. Then why are folk not here to learn? Hello, somebody. Why are you not here? Well, you 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 went and, and and back in his day, Michael Jordan. You 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 went to see him play. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. Magic. You went to see him play. Some of the best players who play the game, the, the Sooners and their teams. You go to see them play because they are the be- one of the best. Arguably every year, every year they come out number one. I hate it. I hate to be a hater, but every year because <laughs> they one of the best teams in the country. You crowd in to see them. Hello, somebody. We have one of the best teachers in the land. Why? Why? Oh, why? Hello, somebody. Why? Oh, why? You, you have to be obedient to the word to love the word greatly. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. I mean, the psalmist was just in, in, in Psalms uh, uh, 119.29. said, your statues are what? Wonderful. And then what? 
your statutes are wonderful. When was the last time you said that the word of God was wonderful? Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. When was the last time you said that? Most of the time we talk about wonderful, we're talking about a restaurant. I, 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 got, to, I got to eat at Pearl's in the city and it was wonderful. Hello, somebody. <laughs> oh, Deacon Prince them took us one time to, oh, that first over there in Norman, and it was wonderful. <laughs> Deacon Jackson took us to get some lamb one time over there near Norman, and it was wonderful. Hello, somebody. <laughs> Somebody turned us on to, uh, oh, that great barbecue place there in Davis. Uh, oh, oh, smoking what? Smoking Joe's and what? Uh, it was wonderful. Hello, somebody. <laughs> and they ain't paid me to give them my endorsement, by the way. <laughs> but when will we be able to say, boy, oof, I went to Sunday school this morning. And it was wonderful. Hello, somebody. <laughs> I, I, I get to listen in my office sometimes and I, I lose my place in what I'm doing because I hear the word of God and it's a wonderful. Hello, somebody. The word of God, it is wonderful. And it's not only wonderful because I hear it. It's wonderful because I do it. I obey the word of God. And now I'm not perfect. Oh, at least you think I'm perfect. And that's why the Sunday school lesson this morning was so wonderful. It's because Peter wasn't perfect. Peter backslid. Hello, somebody. But God called him and turned him around and put him back on one accord and that's why that word is so wonderful I get to see myself oh because sometimes I fail the Lord oh and I'm so glad that he picks me up as the old preacher used to say and turn me around and put my feet on solid ground I'm so glad oh to hear the word of God give God a hand clap of praise up in here up in here Wonderful. Wonderful. Come on, church. Oh, come on, church. You can't get words like this in most places on the planet. There are folk that are starving to get the word of God. Oh, they're starting to call my preachers a lot, a lot of times because they're starving to get the word of God. And we're sending them all over the place because the word of God is what? Wonderful. Hello, somebody. And when we win, will we as a church will understand that and crowd out Sunday school. It's called Sunday school. When you want to learn something, where do you go? You go to school. Hello, somebody. You want to be a lawyer? You just can't be a lawyer all willy-nilly. You got to go to school. Hello, somebody. And the higher occupation that you want, you want to be a doctor? You've got to go what? To school. Oh, yeah, continually, perpetually. Hello, somebody. If you're going to be a good doctor, you're going to learn for the rest of your life. Hello, somebody. But if you love doctrine, oh, school is wonderful to you because that's where you get to learn more about that which you want to do. Oh, and if you love the Lord, oh, school will be wonderful because that's where you go and learn more about the Lord. That's where you go to learn more about the people of God. That's where you go to know that you don't have to be perfect to serve the Lord. That's where you go to know that you don't have to be rich to serve the Lord. That's where you go to know that you don't have to be perfect Oh, to serve the Lord. If you look in the words at all the men and women that God used, there was only one person in that book that was perfect and his name was Jesus and Jesus came to this earth as the son of God and when he 
came here, he did miracles to prove that he was who he said he was. He did everything that the wonderful word says that the Messiah would do. He did all the healing. He did the multiplication. He did everything that a Messiah should do. He knew the words. He prayed. He delivered. He set free. Because that's what the word said he would do. But that's not it. And that's not all. For those that know the words. Knew that Jesus would have to die. For the sins of the world. And when he was in that garden of Gethsemane. And he prayed father. Oh father. Not my will. For thy will be done. Not my will. But thy will be done. Oh, he came out of that garden. Uh, was cured of crimes that he didn't commit. Uh, oh, they put a crown of thorn on his head. Uh, oh, they mocked him. Uh, they beat him. Uh, they scorned him. Uh, oh, this was uh, the Messiah. This was uh, the Son of God. Uh, they put that cross uh, on his back. Uh, led him through uh, the streets of Jerusalem. Uh, I said, led him through, uh, mocked him, uh, scorned him. Uh, oh, he went to that hill uh, called Golgotha. They nailed him to that cross. Uh, oh, and they raised him up uh, between two things. Uh, oh, but he had uh, to be wonderful on that cross uh, and stand on God's words uh, for the joy that was set before him. Uh, he would uh, endure the cross. He would endure the shame and he gave up the ghost. Oh, he gave up the ghost. They took him down off that cross. Oh, they took him off that cross. Put him in a bar or tomb. Oh, and he stayed dead the first day. He stayed dead the second day. But the old preacher used to say right early that Sunday morning he got up with all power in his hand. I said all power in his hands. Early. I said early. I said early. That Sunday morning he got up with all power in his hands. And because he got up, you can get up today. You can get up and you can be saved. You can get up from your circumstance. You can get up from your trials. You can get up from your tribulation. You can stop stumbling. You can get up. I said you can get up. Say to your neighbor, neighbor, poor neighbor, get up. I said get up. I said get up. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. You can make it. You can make it today. You can be set free. God can provide for you. God is the great I am. Anything that you need today, God is it. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Give God a hand clap of praise. Up in here, up in here. I said give God a hand clap of praise. Somebody say yeah. Somebody say yeah. Somebody say, oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. I got the victory right now in Jesus' name. In Jesus' Hello again, this is Pastor Michael Eaton. I've been your host for today's program. And before we sign off, we just want to make sure that you have a personal relationship with God. You know, many people are waiting to have a personal relationship with God. They're waiting because they're trying to clean up their life or get right with God to stop smoking or cursing before they come to the house of the Lord. And you know what I tell them? There's nothing that you can do or stop doing that would make you right for a relationship with God. 
The thing that you must do, however, is take God's provision. You see, in order to get right with God, you have to meet him on his terms, and his terms is Jesus Christ. The Bible said, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. And the Bible says that we have all sinned and come short of the glory of God. But the Bible also said that God demonstrated his love towards us and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died. God's only son, God's love, Christ died for us. So in order to get right with God, you have to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And you can do that today by praying this simple prayer. Dear God, I confess with my mouth the Lord Jesus, and I believe in my heart that Jesus died for my sins, was buried, and rose again on the third day. Dear God, come into my life, come into my heart as my Lord and Savior. Amen. And praise the Lord. If you prayed that prayer for the first time, then the angels in heaven are rejoicing. For now you are a child of the living King. Because you're a child of the living King, you have to find God's family. And that's what the church is. The church is God's family here on earth. With love. Believe by faith that you've been born to the household of faith here at Bethlehem again. We're at 311 North Dunbar in Paul's Valley, Oklahoma, 55 miles south of Oklahoma City. We'd love to see you in our services. And if you're listening throughout the world, listening throughout the United States, Canada, United Kingdom, or even China, we're going to pray that God will deliver you to a Bible-believing, Bible-teaching, Bible-living church where you can grow up in the things of God. We want to thank you once again for listening. And again, if you prayed that prayer for the first time, you need to find a church home, a baby born. Needs to be a baby born in the family because babies can't make it on their own. And if you prayed that prayer for the first time, you are a spiritual baby. You must find a church home. Again, we want to thank you for joining us today. And I'm going to give us a final benediction. A benediction is a final blessing. Father God, we thank you, Lord, and we pray in Jesus' name that you would bless everyone at the sound of my voice, especially the new children of God. Deliver them safely to a church home and put your hedge of protection around us all. Keep us safe from our harm and danger until we meet again, either here in Cyber Church or in the service. We thank you, Father God, in Jesus' name. Amen. Hello again. This and is Pastor Mike Tom, the senior pastor of the Bethlehem Baptist Church in Pauls Valley, Oklahoma. We want to take this opportunity to see if God used this message in your heart. If if your life is changed, if God really spoke to you and touched your heart and changed the moment in your life, we just want to thank God for how he's working in your life, but we also want to take this opportunity to see if we can get you to sow a seed in the life of our church. Right now, we're entering into a building program, and we've calling this program Vision to Reality. And this is phase one of our building program, and I've told many of our members, you know, I may not serve at a mega church, but I do serve a mega God. Not living in a mega city. This is Paul's Valley. But we serve a mega God because we're heard all over the United States and different countries and kingdoms. And we're believing that God owns the cattle on a thousand hills where you are. And if you take a moment and go to our church website at www.hearGodsWordAtBethlehem.com and you can hear it, uh, tap the link on the MySpace page or... Uh, just go to the front page of our website at www.hearGodsWordAtBethlehem.com and scroll to the bottom there. You'll see Vision to Reality, and that's where you can give to the building. And we, we want to do it kind of just like Obama did. He raised his funds. It was just people, ordinary, everyday people, $25 that helped him to raise millions of dollars in a economy that people were saying that is depressed. I think that's God. And I believe God can do it for us. And we want you to give. Once again now, 
If God has touched and moved and worked in your life as a result of you listening to this ministry, we want you to give to Vision to Reality and help us to make our building here in Paul's Valley, State of the Arts, build a reality because you've taken time to give 25, 50, 10, 100, and you may be able to do more. Whatever God is laying on your heart, we need you so we can build this vision to a reality. May God bless you and keep you is my prayer. Again, go to the website, www.heargodsword.com.